Welcome back to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Tamron Lenses. Tamron delivers an incredible fusion of performance and value for photographers. The balance between affordability and high performance is so critical and Tamron absolutely has this pinned down. Tamron's lightweight and compact lenses offer incredible image quality and excellent autofocus when tracking subjects, which is especially important for us as wildlife photographers. I've said it before and I'll say it again, the SP 24-70mm f2.8 that I have in my bag is the best performing lens I've ever used in midday light. The color and light balance was incredible for shooting middle of day and that's even without a polarizer. If you want to see the full line of Tamron lenses designed for your camera specifically, you can visit their website by clicking the link in the episode description and you can also visit your nearest authorized photo retailer today. Tamron camera lenses that deliver outstanding performance and value. Welcome back to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. Let's get right into it. Aaron, you ditched your handheld potato. I can't make fun of you anymore. The Nikon is out. Cut. Out. Out the window. uh, I set it up on the tripod and I hit four iron stingers with encore golf balls <laughs> and tried to explode it. What am I going to make fun of you for now? I got to pick something else. My height. Yeah, but uh, I mean, my age. Six five has got to be pretty rad. I mean, you can't be, you can't be a jockey. You nope. can't be in the air force. Nope. Race car driver. Space or- mountain makes me nervous. Okay. So we got lots of material still. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'll generate a list. So why, why the switch? Let's go. What did you buy? What's up? Run us through the I whole know. thought process. New gear. New gear Friday. New gear. What kind of equipment is that? Um, I, I've been Nikon for ever since I picked up a for camera. For too long? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're okay. And I, I already missed certain things. So, you know, it's, it's been a bittersweet uh, funeral. But here's my thought process is it's been a long turnover for Nikon to try to catch up to the mirrorless game. I think personally, now I've heard great things about the uh, Z9, which is over $5,000. So it better be great is is my opinion on that. Um, I wasn't, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not doing that. Mm They had rumors of a Z8 coming out. Now, mind you, I have the Z7, the first generation of their mirrorless camera, the top-end camera that they had at the time, and it got a lot of crap. It got a lot of crap for its focusing issues and just not being even close to what the Canon was doing and Sony was doing even at that time, not even close. And I kind of made do. Uh I, I pat myself on the back for the photos I was able to get having a different body in hand and seeing what autofocusing should be. I'll get mm-hmm. to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, image quality, absolutely love. I I still love. I, I just did a portrait session uh, about a week ago and out of camera with like decent lighting. I was like, this is this is beautiful. Like this, this really is the just, Nikon you're referring to still. Yeah, Nikon still. This It just suits my eye. But I've been on this like sort of I've had the same body for three years and I've been tortured by the same body for three years. I've I've missed so many shots, you know, that like just kind of sting. Uh, I, I can list them. All. I can list 10 right now that 
just I remember of like, how that not focus and what the, like, what am I doing wrong? Anyways, I digress. The Z8 was supposed to come out. Um, there's supposed to be, there's rumors about it. There's delays about it. It's been a long time and I don't even know where they are with that, but the Z8 was supposed to be a more affordable kind of Z9 with like all the, the new focusing, the new, you know, 60 some odd megapixels, like a, a, a very decent upgrade. And I was kind of waiting for that along with a 200 to 600 lens for native glass. Uh, I don't think using the adapter was helping anything and third party mm-hmm. lenses. Uh, I wanted something that was just right to the body and meant for that camera. Never came on delay, on delay, on delay, on delay. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, I just, I, I gave up and I was like, where am I going to go next? Now you put a little bug in my ear saying like third party, uh, lens companies like Tamron, um, you know, aren't going to be allowed to make stuff for Canon much longer. Is that correct? Yeah. From my Canon's understanding, gonna, pe- people might Canon's be able gonna to be the only, yeah, people might be able to correct me, but from my understanding, Canon has not is not going to be issuing licenses moving forward for their mounting system, the patent mm. for the third party mm. lens companies moving forward. They're trying to, I guess, weed them out, yeah, force too. them out. I'm not really sure. So these third party lens companies are going to be forced to head towards Sony. Fujifilm type deals. Somebody who knows yeah. more about this than me, they can correct me, but that's kind of the intel I've gotten from behind the scenes from, you know, people who have contacts at Canon and, and Tamron and, and other. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes, it makes sense as a company to want right. people to buy your own lenses. Right. Um, anywho, uh, you know, I know a lot of people that shoot Sony and I've been waiting out, and saving for a long time. And because I've been saving for a long time, I've had like a payment schedule to myself and, um, built up uh, enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take a plunge here. Uh, the a seven R five just came out pretty recently and I love the specs on it. Uh, I wanted to give it a try. I wanted to see what this autofocusing is all about. Got the camera last Friday, dug into it with like settings and watching, you know, a YouTube two hour video on, what the menu does and what each setting does and why is mm-hmm. it important or not important like kind of boring stuff but getting into it getting the feel of the camera getting comfortable with it um customize my buttons all that boring mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. i haven't had too much time to shoot but the first moment that i did there was i think that next morning saturday morning there's a, a red-shouldered hawk a, a pair circling around my neighborhood just like swooping in the wind and they're they're coming by my my house every once in a while and i was like oh this is a perfect opportunity let's see what this thing could do so i take it out and i ripped off maybe 20 shots this bird's pretty far away and going through trees uh i got the 200 to 600 sony lens as well um i got a you know i went with the refurbished one it has a three-year warranty it saved me like five hundred dollars so i was like oh i'm gonna give this a go anyways uh i'm i'm firing shots at this bird that's far away and moving fast and the autofocus is just locking on i feel like mm. a, a scene in top gun like missiles like trying to lock on to a, a fighter jet and i was like you're tom is- cruise I was Tom Cruise. I was like, the, I run just better. a foot taller. He, he runs funny. He runs funny. <laughs> um, 
uh, I just, I couldn't believe, I really could not believe how amazing this was. And in retrospect, how, how bad that Nikon Z7 was. Now they've come away, I've heard, but it, uh, like on the scale, all right, the best possible focusing I can imagine in my brain. Let's call that a 10 and the worst, a one. Here we go. I'm going to say the Sony so far uh, is like, a, it 10's the best, like doesn't make a mistake. Eight and a half, nine, like it's on. That's a great, that's, wow. And in- That's a big endorsement. Yeah, I know. Like I can't wait to uh, photograph birds now. Like it's yeah. been so difficult, man. So difficult. Right. And then in retrospect, this the Z7, I would put down towards a two, three or a two. You're not one to embellish either. I'm you're not v- you're, you're very much someone who's on the mark. Yeah. You know? And you know what? If you look at like my animal photos, a lot are portraits because those are the ones I can get in focus. I miss a lot of things in motion because it's just having it's struggling it struggles i mean it's not it's not just me it's a known thing people talked about it forever people make fun of it forever Mm -hmm. um and it kind of i mean it really hurt their business i think i think people jump ship a lot and with all the delays you know if they came out with that lens the 200 600 i might have been uh pot committed and just waited for the z8 uh but waiting for like Anything to improve the game for three years is a is a long time. So here I am. Now, so far, what I will say with the Nikon is I am used, I've probably edited three th- to 5,000 photos in the last, I don't know, however long. You think so? You think you've edited that many? Maybe, overall. Does that Maybe include not, just like, slapping a preset on? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, like yeah. full Monte for all, let's say a thousand, like, full Monty in three That's years. still a lot. Yeah, but I went nuts in the beginning. And I, I did it. <laughs> you are nuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe that is a lot. Maybe, I mean, I have five, I have 500, I don't know, 600 posts, 500 posts without counting archives or photos that yeah, I didn't yeah. post. So yeah. anyways, um, you get, I think you get used to like how, how a raw image from a brand plays with, your computer plays with your Lightroom, plays with the settings, plays with the sliders that you're using, all that stuff. And I've only taken like two photos that I've tried to edit. And that's where I was like, oh, this is different. This is different. Not necessarily in a bad way, but different. And I'm just not used to maybe the color scheme or like how it looks out of camera. And then the adjustments that I have to make to get back to my style. Like I would do X, Y, and Z with the Nikon raw. Maybe X, y, there's a chance to the, go new style. Maybe. Yeah. It, it might turn out that way just by right? little variables for sure. So that's the, that's the kind of one thing that I, I know I need more time with. And, and then just figuring out like the best settings for me and, and what works and, right. and all of that stuff and understanding it. Um, wow. That's only other big, complaint big news. Is the CF Express card, which it wants to take, the uh, CF Express A, which Sony has a handle on too, is insanely expensive for what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating. You know, I have a bunch of CFX, CF Express B cards. That's what Nikon takes. It's a faster card, it's a cheaper card. And I don't understand why. Maybe because it's just not in demand as much, but the Sony cards are so expensive. 
Hmm. It hurts. It hurts my soul. So that's your only bugaboo so far. So far. I don't get how like a mini, Seth, tell me this. I don't get how a yeah, mini I am not a gear buff. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a mini SD card, the little ones that you put in a Mavic, like, you know, three that shoots in f- 5.1K mm-hmm. video, 512 gigabytes is like 40 bucks. 512 gigabytes and a little teeny thing is 40 bucks. How is an 80 gigabyte card $200? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody else on 23. Somebody I know. We'll have a gearhead listening. Who knows? Yeah, someone tell me. And I'll if I was putting you. my like level of tech savviness in terms of, or like just really, like, don't get me wrong. I understand my camera. I know it, like how everything works well. But if I were to put my level of prowess for gear talk, <laughs> I would probably be a five or lower. Yeah. That's where I'm, that, that's where I would put myself at. I'm around there, I would say. I can yeah. get into stuff, but I'm around there. Maybe it's I just sick. can't. Maybe a I little can't bit. I just want to really, be a little better. I can't really. It just doesn't excite me. You know, how do the settings work? How can I make it optimal for me? That's good enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, those yeah. e- those extra hours I'd rather spend somewhere else, getting that little bit further. Yeah, I hear you. As long as it works, right? I think understanding it so it's not. Um, taking you down a notch, right. know, not making like not shooting JPEG and be like, "What? I didn't, huh? Yes, what's of the course. difference? <laughs> of course, right. yeah. Maybe you're having a molting of the skin, new lens, yeah, molting. You're molting. This is an interesting point. I have this thought a lot. You ever? Maybe some people are some people are about to nod, go, "Yep, totally know what you're saying." But you ever have these moments? Not even just necessarily with photography. But even just like in your life where you feel like you're molting out of the old you into a new format or version, like almost like uh, act one, act two, act three, like you're heading into the next one. It's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Especially as like, I'm a, I'm a tad older. Yeah. You, like I can look back and I, with, with all due respect, like I think you're ahead of the game. You're young. But you'll be mo- you'll be that much more ahead of the game when you're 40 and you look back at 27 year old Seth. You're going to be like, that guy was an idiot. Oh, of course, I hope so. <laughs> right? You hope so. <laughs> yeah. But it's not it's not a put down to you or anyone. It's just kind of like a like you're saying, like you 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 reprioritize, you refeel feel things out, and go like, oh, that, like I I took that way too seriously, or I didn't take that mm. seriously enough, or. I'm going to make this a priority in my life. I'm not going to make that a priority. I'm not going to get caught up right. in in drama. I'm going to I'm going to keep my peace. Like you learn all this stuff as you hopefully as you get older and go through things and learn like what works and what doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, the molting 20s, thing. Thirties, forties, completely different for me. Right. The molting thing to me is sort of like rather than 15 years from now having that realization in hindsight, you can sort of feel the the shift in what's going on as it's occurring, whether, and something's usually a catalyst for it, whether it's buying a new camera, whether it's a really helpful book or podcast or something you just read, you know, there's something where you can feel your energy or maybe your personality or your outlook changing as it's happening, usually over like a few months or weeks. I'm mentioning Mm -hmm. this because I feel like I'm going through one of those right now in a good way. Good. 
you know? So it's just an interesting to keep a, keep an eye on, be aware of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause it's fun. It's fun. Um, Danielle, uh, from our trip wrote in and asked the question. Oh, um, cool. Not to switch gears, but I, th- I, th- I didn't even know maybe. about this. You're going to blindside me. No, I know, but it's a good one. And I, I figured if she had the question, other people did too. And hey, it if is one person question. has a question, somebody else mm-hmm. does. For and sure. And I actually had the same question. It was a question for Adam's episode last uh, last week, which was, hey, you know, I get the licensing thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to license a photo for, let's say, three years and you make that deal, Whose responsibility is it to check after three years? Like, are they still using it? Are they, um, is it being posted again? Uh, what mm-hmm. happens there? And that sounds like a hassle or that sounds really hard to keep track of. And I said, I asked the same question to Adam. Yeah. Uh, that was something and- I wish we had dove into more was mm-hmm. how do you, you gotta stay, it sounds like you gotta stay on top of this a lot. Yes. And what he said is, it's very hard and it's it's almost impossible. However, companies that have a name do not want to be sued. They do not want to cause trouble. They do not want to hurt their brand. So if you make right. a very good contract in the beginning that spells it out, they're gonna it's not worth it to them to try to sneak in an ad that you may see and cause a huge problem versus make a phone call and say like, hey, can we re-up this or we want to use this again? What's it going to cost for another year? And he found that many times. He says he keeps a, um, for like big licensing deals, he keeps a spreadsheet that just Mm -hmm. keeps track of, you know, this photo for X, Y, and Z, three-year license on this date um, expires here and he, he puts the the file name and sort of organize organizes that way uh, i believe that's what he said if not i'm just making it up but no uh, this was a conversation when we first talked maybe two years ago so he he kind of has like a log of it he keeps track of it but there's not a lot of searching like are they still are they going to use my photo it's after the date if it shows up he has a conversation but in the contract, he's just trusting in a sense that the company is going to not want to be sued or have any sort of legal ramifications for, for doing so. Now, if you don't have a licensing contract and you just give the photos and you start seeing them you know, make millions, uh, you got nothing to stand on. So I think right. that's the point um, to make sure you know, if something were to blow up and go huge that you you are protected with your contract and those photos you know become part of the conversation and negotiation hey tpm folks i want to take a brief pause from today's episode to mention our sponsor tamron lenses and their mega march sale that is currently going on right now as i'm reading this both mirrorless and DSLR lenses that you've had your eye on are on sale right now through until April 2nd. You can save up to 200 US dollars or 300 Canadian dollars instantly on a wide selection of Tamron lenses. We're talking versatile all-in-one zooms, their award-winning fast standard, wider tele-zoom, ultra telephoto, and ultra-wide zoom lenses. You can find the perfect lens for your Sony, Fujifilm, or Nikon Z mirrorless, as well as for your Canon or Nikon DSLR today. The savings won't last long, only from right now through until April 2nd. So click the link in the episode description to visit Tamron's website, and also make sure to head on over to your nearest photo retailer's brick and mortar or online store to cash in on some epic savings from Tamron. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I 
And I'm glad that we answered that an episode later because some people may have been saying, well, how do you, what's involved with that? that? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's on you to keep track of your stuff. Like you own the photo, right? Yeah. And you're, you're, you're moving forward and it's three years later, you're probably, hopefully you've grown and you're doing like a lot of other stuff and it's hard to definitely like check in on it, but it might come up and then you just feel like you made a really lock tight contract in the beginning and mm-hmm. people aren't going to want to break that because then it's, then it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of money that has to be forked over potentially. So that was kind of the thought. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good question, Danielle. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, Speaking of, so Danielle's from Last Retreat. We sold out this one. Congrats, man. We sold out this year's 2023 in Jasper, uh, Banff. So thanks to everyone who A, showed interest, and B, is coming or has locked in their spot. uh, People have reached, like we have our our group chat going, and uh, we wish we could take everyone. There was a lot of interest, and um, Mm -hmm. it, it got got swooped up quickly um my, to my surprise kind of like i was i was surprised that it went that quickly in terms of like locked and loaded and people excited and talking about it and you know ready to go i already think it's a like a great group people are seem to be bonding like it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun um, yeah this may need to be um, may need to go semi-annual this rate yeah and i i think almost we have to plan ahead loosely and almost put a menu of like, Hey, what's coming in December, you know, 2023, what's coming in April, 2024, what's coming mm-hmm. in, you know, so that's something we could talk about, but, um, and let people have like a, see the future a little bit and have a little bit more choice yeah, for in, sure. and where they want to plan and start saving and, and mark it off the calendar. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited. I think, you know, it shows some good things to come. Yeah, for sure, man. What else is new with you in photography world? We're going to do a brief episode today and just kind of dive into maybe some some topics uh, relative to what's going on with you and I, like personally and et cetera. Well, first, congrats on, is, is this 151? No, yeah, this is 152, we're, we're actually. Beyond it. Yeah, okay, we're beyond it. The time, so, yeah, you don't really pay attention when you're having fun. Yeah, because I posted the <laughs> 150 Instagram post today, so... We just, I think we slipped it in in the previous episode. We were kind of like, oh, I'm getting 150, whatever. We did, we did. Um, (laughs) You know, which is kind of nice. Yeah, congrats, man. I mean, I just, I think we were talking before we pressed record, but just the, um, the perseverance and the, uh, sort of, we were talking today, like we're both, both a little tired today, you know, but we're still, we're still on here every week. Uh, you've, you've done it since the beginning, like every single week. And it takes a little bit of like, mental toughness to go try to be articulate for an hour try i said a keyword try um but it, when you don't want to be necessarily yeah and it, you know this is a this is a great jumping off point because you know we've we've mentioned this a, a bunch of times on the show here about you know sometimes we're you know we always try to do the best show given how we're feeling um but i've been trying to channel that what, what would be a good word for it consistency been trying to channel that in other areas of my life for example i'm I'm doing it right now with instagram you know instagram and social media is a topic and our relationship with it is a topic that comes up frequently on this show we've talked recently about 
how committed are you to wanting to grow and you know it's a lot of time involved and takes a lot of your attention away from other things i'm trying to post a reel every day of the week for a month not be yeah not because i want to blow up i'm going to try and articulate this the best i can with how my thought process is going but just because I know it's difficult to do. And I don't care about how many plays, how many likes. I just want to be able to say in a month that I consistently posted something that was generated from an idea, whether it was simple or you know a neat little edit. I did it every weekday for a month because I'm finding that in other areas of life, when you talk about running, you know, I'm getting up and doing the runs. And I want to mm-hmm. extend that level of commitment beyond just fitness. I think actually today is day 65 of my cold water immersion streak. Wow. You know, doing something that's horrible. And I'm just trying to figure, I want to try and branch that level of commitment off into other areas that aren't necessarily physically felt but that are difficult or something that i don't necessarily want to do like i don't want to be posting a reel every weekday for a month but i think that's why i'm going to try to does that make sense yeah yeah it does it makes sense if it's i'm not saying you're not it makes sense if it's truthful you know like if that's the if that's the why then yeah it makes perfect sense it's funny because I'm like, I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you need to. First of all, it'll, it'll spur on the muscle of creativity if you stick to that. It'll spur right. on, like, oh, I, I'm out of ideas. I got I to gotta think of something today or I got to go get a little bit more content or it's going to force me to go out. When you're forced to go out for whatever the motive is, Sometimes when magic happens that you wouldn't have seen before, right? You know, what, what's the what's the alternative to sit on the couch a little bit longer and drink coffee slowly like that? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's necessarily what's happening, but you know what I mean. Like the, it's like, oh, I went out today and I saw this pine martin in the yeah. in a tree and I had an amazing opportunity to take right. a photo because you because made a promise to yourself yeah. that like yeah. I I'm, I'm going to do this you know I'm exactly. going to get in the cold water it's not an option I'm going to run 20 miles this week it's not an option because a lot of those like non non-negotiables is such a buzzword so I kind of shy away from saying that but it is it is you know things like the running and the cold water is non-negotiable I just want to extend that that level of commitment beyond, you know, fitness or physical, tangible uh, actions, right? Mm-hmm. So, and just like kind of going looking for things I don't want to do. Maybe I have issues. <laughs> Maybe I have mental yeah. problems. But you, things you don't want to do, but you. You do, but you know that are good for you potentially. I mean, like let's say, let's say thirty days of reels triples my account size. You know what? What are the benefits of that? Okay, Um, maybe I can sell some more presets. Maybe more people listen to this show. You know, maybe, um, you know, the list could go on and on. 
Um, yeah, you're, it's 30 days. I look at it at least case scenario, worst case scenario. It's 30 days of some sort of editing, whether you jump on Final Cut or Premiere or do it on your right. phone, some sort of editing that will make that muscle stronger. And when you, in a month's time, when we're you know thinking about going on our cabin shoot and whatnot, those those skills will be there. Right. And you know, clearly defining I'm doing the 30 days because it's difficult and because it'll force me to get creative, not because I want to blow up, you know, genuinely, genuinely mean that. Yeah. You I know. <laughs> so it's funny you're doing this because I did the 30, my 30 favorite photos in three yeah. years. And How was I'm, that? That's, that's similar to what we're talking I, about. It was a grind Seth, for you. Seth, I didn't finish. Did you not? No, I have, I have three left. I'm at my top three. Let's go. I know. Here's what <laughs> happened to me. Here's okay, what happened. Here we go. Is it got it got like long in the two. It got like um, it got a little bit much, and I got a little burnt out from it. And then I had this idea of, oh, that would be funny. For the last three, I'm going to do something special. But that special takes an. Uh, almost an enormous amount of time to pull off what I want to pull off. And we were doing so much, so many other things that I was like, I like, here's some free time. Do I want to spend four hours trying to accomplish this idea? I just can't right now. Like I can't. So it's still Mm. there. It's still there. I'm going to think about it. I might (laughs) finish it the, just the simple way. But the, yes. the complicated way seems funny and uh, creative. Interesting. And I I want to do it, but I want to. If I do one, I feel like I have to do all three that way because I feel like it might be received decently. Because I, I don't know, I like the concept, but I'm telling you, it it's work intensive. It's editing intensive. It's research intensive, and it would. It would just be a commitment for and what not, though to to create it to create it so that the reward would be that just that you you created something truly unique like what's the reward for you as opposed to just Blasting finishing them the, finishing them out because I'm laughing because you described exactly the way I had worked up until consciously trying to get rid of my perfectionism i would the things that i didn't finish didn't get finished because life got busy and i wanted it to be epic as opposed to just closing it out yeah you know what i'm saying which is now like i'm listening to you say that and i'm thinking if it was me based on this this imperfectionist journey that i've set out on in the last few months last mm-hmm. half year i would just yeah. bang them out i'd close it out yeah i think i'm gonna I mean, I've thought of it. I thought of even going back the the simplest way, which was just like the photo and a quick voiceover uh, and just right. banging it out and moving on, um, which I might do for two. And I might do the last one in, in the spirit in which it was intended that I want to. But It's hard to we, let it go and decide that you're not going to make it the best it could be. I think that's what a lot of perfectionists, I'm speaking for myself here, that is what's so hard for me is you feel like you're leaving, you feel like you're leaving stuff on the table which is never a good feeling as opposed to knocking it off the list. 
you know, the, the whole saying sometimes good, like, you know, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. That, that physically hurts me that saying good enough. I hate it. And it takes me so much effort to be able to accept that phrase sometimes with my own personal projects. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm usually great at that. I love B pluses. Like I'm, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's move on. Next thing. Let's learn more. Uh, something about this one got me. I think it just, yeah, like, that's why 30. I'm so interested. Yeah, thirty was like, God damn, like this is freaking a lot. Like people are, is, I don't know, maybe I'm just concerned. Hey, you know what's? Uh, I mean, it's an interesting psychology of like I could also just leave it and no one would notice. No one would ever like oh, ask. Wouldn't that eat at you though? Yeah, maybe, but that maybe that's a, a lesson to be learned too. Like, eh, move on. Can you explain to people just recap? People are like, what are you guys talking about? Just your project in like 30 yeah, seconds. So, so like Seth kind of just explained, I was like, you know what? I haven't shot a lot. We've been very busy. Uh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break from posting new content. But in order to kind of connect and reflect, I said, I'm going to look back at the three years of photography this was around fall, late fall. So it was mm-hmm. three years of photography. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick out 30 of my favorite, not necessarily photos, but 30 of my favorite photos and or moments. And I'm going to post those photos. That way they'll be fresh on my feed. People will see some of my work that maybe they've never seen before. And also uh, it'll give me something to do that's pretty easy without having to create new content. I can just kind of talk it out. Now, at first, it was pretty easy. I was just putting the photo, putting a little Ken Burns effect, and giving a little narration of like, hey, I, I love this moment, blah, 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 blah. And that was it. Then I actually I was doing reels for, we were doing the reels for the show, TPM. I was mm-hmm. doing you know some, some filming, and I was like, We you have know so what? many in the catalog. <laughs> Good. I was like, I'm going to, while I have this all set up, why don't, I'm at the top 10 maybe in the top 10 let's go over my top 10 with like an interview format and that took a a step up in terms of editing and putting together and maybe putting some old behind the scenes moments in there blah 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 i got all the (laughs) way down i did six of them and now i have three left my top three and then i for maybe number four or five i did like a funny anderson cooper interview when he was uh, interviewing uh prince (laughs) Harry, I believe, who I, I mean, kind of can resemble from far away, you know, in, in a sort of this 60 minutes thing. And, faster, it made it like, and I, I did the overdubbing and it was like, it was, he was asking about his artwork or his, his photography. Um, and you know, people like that. And then that spurred on like this other idea of like really mocking up, um, some interviews and, and finishing this out strong. And then I was like, I think I took one day to try to find an interview that I could cut up. And I was like, Oh, like this, I just, I didn't find anything. And I spent a good amount of time looking and I was like, this really will take a long time. And, but it just, I couldn't get past like, I'm going to scrap this idea because I know it's there. And it just sort of fizzled. So there I am. Take pull it, pull it apart, pull out my brain. Let me know what's going on. You just got to finish. Yeah. Seasons of life, man. I think my brain's going towards like, what is the, what is the, 
usually I would say risk reward, but there's not really any risk. What is the opportunity cost ratio towards to to reward? Not high. I don't even know. I mean, I don't I don't want to clip your wings here, but no. I think it's one of those things where, you know, you got a ton of cool stuff going on. Um, and what demands your attention the most? I think it's uh, you know, speaking personally, it's so easy to get attracted and excited by the next cool idea. Like mm-hmm. especially like, we're all creative people. Like that's why we're in this 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 craft. And sometimes that new idea is like uh you're like a moth to one of those UV lights. And sometimes you just, I think this is, this is also another thing. I have a notepad right now on my phone. It's just called ideas Mm -hmm. and it's not very long because I've only just started it, but anytime throughout the day, whether it's photography related or not, I, if I have a, what I deem a neat or cool idea, I write it down in this notepad, not organized, just completely chaotic line items and it's a way for me to kind of go that idea is not going anywhere you know i can i can continue to work on what's important right now for the week for the coming you know month i can always come back to that because i think there's a there's a bit of an anxiety that creative moments are fleeting and writing them down just just having that comfort that they're down i can always Mm -hmm. return to that creative moment. I can always get back to that headspace. Should I have some downtime and should I want to? Yeah. Amen to that. Listen, if, if one person writes into me and says, we want to see the top three, I'll finish it. So you're going to get it. There's your, there's your call to action people. This episode of the photographer mindset podcast is sponsored by iStorage iStorage makes state-of-the-art, ultra-secure, and easy-to-use hardware-encrypted portable storage devices, which is just a fancy way of saying they make the best password-protected hard drives so that you have total security over your data and files. I've got a one terabyte SSD hard drive from iStorage called the Disk Assure M2, and it is flipping awesome. Compact, easy to use, and it gives me total ownership over my digital assets so that I'm not worried about theft. The thing's even waterproof. The devices are protected against brute force intrusions. They have independent user and admin pin codes, are password and hardware encrypted, and they'll work on multiple operating systems without the need for annoying software. They'll work on any device with a USB port. Some of their devices even hold up to 20 terabytes, and if that's not enough, they also have encrypted cloud storage so you can easily manage and share your data securely in the cloud. If you're a business owner, consider iStorage encrypted hard drives to build trust with clients over sensitive information, build your brand reputation, and avoid heavy expenses involved in security breaches. There's a 30-day evaluation program for organizations and government bodies. Use the code TPM15, that's TPM15, for 15% off your order when making a purchase on their website. Click the link in the episode description to check out their product line more in-depth. Products are also available on Amazon. We talked about this yesterday too. Is I was on a I was on a run, and I was listening to David Goggins. Uh, that motivates me sometimes. Um, but this part hit me of like he goes he goes a lot of people in his way. You know his way. I'm not going to do his voice, but yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people uh, work to their talent. Like they work to the level of their talent. And 
most people don't know how to work hard beyond their talent. They go as far as their talent takes them. And then when it gets tough or their talent runs out and kind of fizzle. And I was like, Ooh, that might be me in the past with a few things. And I was like, that's interesting. And I've never really thought about that. And I've usually when things like that sting and you go, it's usually true relative to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you hear something something that makes you insecure, it's like, Oh, one of my my favorite quotes of all time is, I mean, it's not like a quote quote, but just like a, a, a thought of all time is if you're triggered by something, it's a, an opportunity to learn where you're not free. Where you're yeah, not, you've said that before. Yeah, and it's and more or less the so same. True. Yeah, so like that that hit me. If you get offended by something, it's probably because you might believe it. Yeah, or you're bothered by it. Yeah, right. If if it's something that's wrong and not true or not a belief of yours, you're kind of like, okay, that's your opinion. Like you right. just kind of move on a little bit better, even to a small so, degree. Like if somebody says your photo sucks and it like wrecks your day, you I think you believe it sucks to a degree. But like if you yeah, truly or, were so excited and happy with your photo. You'd be like, okay, now, like, see right, you later, or, idiot. <laughs> yeah, if you if you rushed on it and you know you did, or you didn't, you didn't bring it into Photoshop, and you know you should have, and like, if you know that you cut corners and someone calls you on it, then it's like, oh, yeah, like you, know? you when you found a couple dust spots on my photos, <laughs> you go dust spot top left, and I go, <laughs> I cut a corner. You know where I go, I yeah, exactly like that. What? No, there's not. <laughs> what? what? No. You must You're have old. Your, you have cataracts. Your eyes checked. You have cataracts. I'm going to book you laser eye surgery. Uh, but no, you're right. Because then that, that that little bit of, uh, would it be an adrenaline spike or like a cortisol spike? I don't know. Somebody with neurobiology background, let me know. It's it's harbored in the, he's right. I, I, I rushed. I didn't view it over at 100%. I need to be better. But like you're saying, that's a moment for you to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and improve. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, back to the. It, it, what's interesting was when I picked up photography and loved it after a year or two. I was like, "This is the one I'm gonna I'm gonna go beyond that." And it's interesting how things shift and uh, attention. You know, attention goes to. I didn't think I'd be working on a podcast. You know, like it, that wasn't mm-hmm. part of the equation. But it's all part of the same game. I consider it like we're, we're in the field of photography. I am, I'm still working very hard, uh, and my talents to a level. I don't think I'm the most talented or gifted in, at any in any respect at all, to be honest. But the the work and the willingness to to keep going uh, is something that's like exciting and scary because I've been there many times with certain things, you know, different sports or golf or piano or guitar, right. like take it to a point where you're like talented enough to like get decent. And then you're like, okay, the next step is working very hard and um, I'm good. I'm going to move on. So right. it, it's just been a self-reflection. Uh, and I guess that's what running does. You have a lot of time to self-reflect mm-hmm. and, and, and dig deep. So um, yeah. It's one of those instances I feel like, this was me for a while too with some things where I felt I was above average in terms of skill at a lot of things, but not masterful, you know, not exceptional. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you resonate with yep. that? Yes, it's like, I do. 
I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty good at that. Like maybe better than a lot of other people or most people, but I'm not even close to elite or the people who are really doing it. And that always used to bother me. So I think you and I are similar in that sense. I have an interesting topic that maybe we can get into um, that's never really been asked on this show or talked about on this show, I think, to my knowledge, which is why I'm kind of excited. To your sort of, to the concept you just described, what does taking taking photography beyond your talent look like? Oh. Uh, easy. 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 I thought no, this was, was deep and profound. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you know what I'm okay. saying? So like, what yeah. is it? Yeah. What is it? What like taking this beyond your talent? Like, what does that really look like for people? I think this so, is great for people to think about. So my ins, like my, everyone has an innate talent of some degree in almost everything they do and the innate ability to learn and pick up things. And some are better at math, some are better at reading, comprehension, what, like whatever it is. Uh, some are better with tech, some are better with photography and art and can draw, what, like whatever it is. So I think in terms of, like for me, starting off scratch, I think there was like an idea, like someone noticed an Instagram that I was just goofing around with, with a, with a golf blog that I used to do and said, like, you have a really good eye. Uh, you should pick up photography more like that's where it started so okay so that maybe there's an innate sort of ability to see composition a bit i believe that's a thing uh to to edit rudimental rudimentary hmm, what's that word <laughs> rudimentary rudimentary in a rudimentary yeah. way yeah is that a word is that word yeah, i think it is i don't know linguists yeah, help us out chime in rudimentary <laughs> it's hard to say when you're tired um but you I wish you had nailed it because I would have gotten to play the word of the day clip, which oh, I haven't been able to click in a long time. Ah, oh, just amusing, like layman's terms. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, you, you get to a point, and maybe you watch a few tutorials. You just stick, you don't really. There's never a part where you're like, "This is so hard. I have to work through it for hours." It just the parts that come, the parts that get into it. Now, I have a perfect example of where it would take a long time for me. Now I got premiere pro, like I'm talking video now a little bit, you know, getting into video. Then someone said like, Oh, you need after effects to add X, Y, and Z. And I opened up after effects and I was like, oh, like I am defeated. Like right now, like this is, I'm, I just don't get what's the difference between this and premiere pro. And like, how do you use this? It, it just overwhelmed me and I didn't push through it. So my talent didn't take me, it didn't come naturally, it didn't come easily like Premiere Pro or or Lightroom. Like I get Photoshop even once after I, I dug in a little bit and I was like, oh, I get it, layers and masks, and I can I can do a lot of stuff and I know how to look anything up that I need to. But I, I got it. I can get there. Uh and I think there's like this layer beyond where sometimes I send you those Photoshop things where I'm like, that's cool. Um, that there's that one, uh, Instagram page where they just do like little, did you know this tool exists? And I, I send them sometimes and mm -hmm. I watch those and I'm like, Whoa, like I know like 3% of Photoshop, 
I know the basics and what I need for my photos, but it's amazing the depth that's in there. But does it and excite you? The, which part? Photoshop, as an example here. Yeah, a, a little bit, but I, I don't, I haven't said like, I'm going to pay and sit for a course. I'm going to learn the ins and outs. All those tools would help in a, especially in like, like product photography or a, a small time where you need to get stuff done or, mm-hmm. you know, sky replacements or you need to add shadow or like what, like just to know the tools. I mean, I, I saw you can change the perspective of a building like, and it looks insanely realistic with like warp tools and perspective. You can change the wall shape. And I was like, that's unbelievable. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I, I can't even, I didn't even know that existed as a possibility. Uh, but, my point being is like there's these points in everything uh, and some things might be easier to understand that are more just linear, like, like piano, you know, at, at 14, I was playing really kind of tough sounding stuff. It was, but I, I got there to a point and then my teacher said, you're, you're stalled out. You, you need to practice two hours a day to improve at all, like to keep this progression going. And I went, that sounds hard. You know, like my talent took me to a spot where I didn't have to work too hard. And then I went, "Ah, I guess I don't love it that much. So I think that's maybe part of the thing. But there is a part of every human that's like, it's sometimes easier to quit than to push through that spot of like, it's not easy anymore. You've gotten to the point of your level like your highest level from talent and a little bit of work. Now you need your talent and a lot of bit of work to really bust through. Does this resonate? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And I think you're coming full circle back to the start of our conversation where we talked about committing to things that we don't necessarily want to do. So for like in this Mm -hmm. example, it could be, I'm going to watch three hours of Photoshop tutorials a week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to three hours and I'm done. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that because I said I'm going to do it and it's not fun, right? The same as I'm going to do three minute cold water a day immersion. I'm going to do it. It's going to suck. I'm going to post every day, every weekday for a month. Not going to necessarily enjoy it, but it's going to build that. It's going to build that skill or level of discipline with being consistent. And the nice thing about that is that it takes skill to know in your Photoshop example, it takes skill to know when and how to use a particular brush or a particular effect, which you develop with time. But it takes zero, literally zero skill to sit down and commit to those three hours that you said you were going to do zero. It takes zero skill to get in cold water. It takes zero skill to run or walk four miles. And that's Mm -hmm. the nice part about it. That's the nice part about building a consistency and discipline muscle is that you don't need any innate skill to to finish your commitment. Yeah. And you're... That inner monologue will, can give you a million reasons why you should you stop or slow down or or focus on something else, right? Um, and and that voice comes up in many different forms, though. I think mm-hmm. that voice comes up and in, in disguised often as perfectionism, disguised yeah. as um, 
stress. I need a break when you really don't. Right. Or, you know, you could continue to make, continue to come up with other things. But I think that that, that quitting mindset is often not, it it wears many different um, disguises for sure. And it's sometimes hard to, identify those and fight them off. And I think most people don't. And I think it takes a very resilient mind to come up with ways to mm-hmm. fend it off. And like, that's sort of where I'm at in my journey of photography and life right now is um, how do I minimize those, those pop-ups and how do I, minimize that chatter so that it's just a dull hum yeah and and kudos it just made me think of this real life example that we just went through um and everyone makes mistakes and seth and i were both late for a meeting we're five minutes late for a meeting right and kind of flaked on the time now right before that that day I was sending out apology texts to many friends saying, hey, uh, I'm being proactive in this text in the sense that I'm I'm very stressed in a good way. I have a lot of good things going on, but, you know, work's been a lot. I'm planning for this retreat. Uh, We have a podcast to record. Uh, Just whatever, like all good things. I'm a we all we all know it. We don't have to go over it. But I'm I was feeling it. I was feeling very overwhelmed, and I said like I'm when I'm overwhelmed, I go inward. Like I get very inward and quiet, and I am just concentrating and trying not to mess up. Mm-hmm. And then I messed up because I I knew it. I felt it. I was like, there's too many things up in the air. There's meetings happening. There's plannings. There's uh, agendas, like things that aren't secure yet. They're all, there's a lot of things up in the air and I was feeling it and I missed that meeting. Luckily, Seth missed it less. But he was the <laughs> one that's like, hey, oh my God, we have that meeting right now. And we, we both got on. It was all fine. <laughs> you said, when is it? I said five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it was like in 20 minutes and we didn't yeah. miss it yet. But, uh, Right after that meeting, I I texted you and I went, "Hey, look, this that can't is, happen uh, again." Well, I said, "This is I, I'm asking for support. Like we're asking. I was like, let's support each other during this because there's a lot going on. Let's be like annoying. Like I don't mind. I don't. I won't get offended by reminders. Like, hey, don't forget we have a meeting, or don't forget we're right. doing a podcast tonight. Like, yeah. let's keep on each other and support each other as a team right now because it's different than usual and. I think that's admitting to yourself when things are stuff. But what we didn't say was we didn't blame it on the meeting for, you know, well, they didn't give us a reminder or like, you know, go outward or say even, Hey Seth, like I, I need a break. Like I need to stop. No. Yeah. We, we said, how can we keep going? But how can we get through this with recognizing it? It might be harder than usual. Yeah. Can I read our text? Yeah. So yeah, after um, you said we got to stay on each other during this busy time, we both flaked on the start of that meeting. Not good. That's how my brain is feeling. 
I said, yeah, we do. We have a lot of moving parts. Going to have to be accountable for sure. And you said, yes, definitely. And we move on. Yeah, it was a quick thing. But for both of us to miss a meeting, I think was a huge flare gun of like, hey, guy, that's unlike both of you. And for you both to do it at the same time was like, whoa. Yeah, so so let's say somebody's listening right now and you know, you and I are fortunate that we do a lot of our work together. So what about the overwhelmed person listening who doesn't have that backboard or that fail safe? My first thing is when I feel that in in any aspect of life, I, I feel a a trigger point where I go, Oh, I I need to start making a list. I think I have a pretty good memory in terms of like keeping things in order, not missing, you know, appointments or meetings like that uh, typically. But there is a point where I go, I need to write stuff down. And I think lists and, and putting it out of your brain and, and onto a paper where you can refer to and go, okay, this is all the stuff I need to get done. Uh, let me just check it off the list is definitely a helpful and easy step. I think another's, you know, if you have supportive people, ask for things if they can help, if they can help with little things. Um, you know, see see what you can do and and also another step is like really be able to prioritize what needs to be done and what what doesn't. Like three unfinished reels. Yeah, like three that well first of all that doesn't need to be done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's <laughs> like the last of my needs to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. You have to finish now. it. You have if to. If one person DMs me, you. yeah, they better. It'll help my engagement and then I'll do it. Do you don't even need a DM. You just need to finish it. You need to finish it up. <laughs> I'm going to put you on blast. You know what? I was actually surprised. This is You're going to laugh at this. So when I realized that I was le- late for that meeting, the first mm-hmm. thing I did actually was I opened up my text message with you and I was expecting it to say, are you coming on? And there was crickets and it was like a double (laughs) adrenaline burst. I was like, no, he missed it too. I knew before you even said it. Yeah. Because you know, five minutes, if it was like five minutes to four, you'd be like, are you coming on? Cause we're usually early. Right. Yeah. So it was like, Oh no, this isn't good. (laughs) And it's not good to waste people's time. Um, I hate no, it when it, ha- it, was a bad, it, was I hate it when it happens to me, even if it's like mm-hmm. two, three minutes. Um, yeah. Not a good look. So I apologize profusely. So, and I, I blamed it on your internet. Yep. Very funny. No. Well, good episode, man. Yeah, um, good chatting, catching up. Let's uh, let's do TBM artwork. We got a new. GBM. We got a new um, submission, submission. A new person. Uh, for today's artwork, of course, we're talking about hashtag TBM artwork on Instagram. If you hashtag your photos with TPM artwork, Aaron and I sift through them. And for episodes where, where there's no guest, where it's just Aaron and I, we pick one of our favorites for the week and we make it the Spotify artwork because it doesn't work for Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Spotify, you can see it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you have no idea what the hell we're talking about, but it is the cover artwork for this specific episode. Mm-hmm. And we talk about your photo and uh, you as a photographer, which we're going to do now. And we also link to your Instagram profile in the episode description that people can click on. And today is Richie Rome's new listener of the show, actually. 
I think uh, he re- he reached out to you and myself. All really kind stuff. Yeah, um, so, we're, so we're excited to feature his uh, his minimalistic shot from Masimara National Reserve today. I love lonesome trees like this. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful. His whole aesthetic of his whole page and profile. Like you could just. It's one of those ones where you scroll and you just keep going. So you're like, what? Yeah, I'm doing that right now. Actually, very minimalistic. Yeah, but all just beautiful shades. They're all in sync with one another, and they gradually shift. And it's it really is pleasant. Yeah, somebody who really has grid mode pinned down. Like I can tell. I can tell Richie puts thought into how this grid looks like. And again, that's still important in this day and age, even though we're in the, the age of reels, how that grid flows, I think is still so important for capturing attention. Like you said, I mean, I'm catching myself here as we're talking scrolling yeah. uh, and just sort of seeing where that goes. So there's a story Absolutely. to be told in grid mode still for sure mm-hmm. without Absolutely. even clicking any photos. So that's a beautiful shot. Thanks, he's Richie. A nice guy. He was in the. He's based in the Shetland Islands, and the uh, Shetland it's, Islands. It's been fun chatting. With him. Where's that? I I thought you were going to ask that. I I honestly don't know. Oh, can't uh, can't leave the people hanging. I know. I was looking it up as you were. I'm looking. I'm looking. Shetland Island real estate, formerly Zetland is the subarctic arpeggio in Scotland, lying between Orkney and Faroe Islands and Norway. Lying between the Faroe Islands and Norway. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's exotic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Population of 22,000 people. Richie, where's the invite? Yeah, let's get on that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that invite any day of the week. Uh, Mm -hmm. Link to his profile in the episode description. Aaron, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Yeah, you too. Good to talk. See you, bud. Bye.